Greetings all and welcome to Margin Call, the podcast and editorial meeting for Quest On Media. I'm your host, Russell Morse. Uh, welcome everybody, welcome. Uh, as you know, here at Margin Call, we cover a range of topics. We like to think that we are a political podcast, but we're also a pop culture podcast. We cover immigration, criminal justice, but it really seems like for about the past solid year, we've just been trying to keep up with a new cycle of chaos in our nation's capital uh, and everywhere in between. So it's become, you know, by default, uh, because we're trying to be responsible journalists, a political podcast. And we thought, well, you know, it's 2021. Our idea, our program plan was let's turn the page. Let's look towards the future. Let's not be bogged down by the news that has defined us. This election has passed. Um, not to be overly optimistic about COVID, but you know, let's just think about what a future might look like. Uh, unfortunately, we're not able to do that yet because as you all know by now, uh, an angry mob of Trump supporters stormed our nation's capital, resulting in deaths, uh, vandalism, property damage, uh, and possibly irreparable damage to our democracy and our union. I don't know. I guess time will tell on that. Uh, so it would be irresponsible for us to try and have a podcast about looking forward while we are uh, in shambles. So we have to have this conversation. Uh, but I couldn't think of better people to have it with. Welcome, everyone. And let me start off by welcoming our guests. Travis, our political correspondent, you know him well. He's here all the time trying to perspectivize things that cannot be perspectivized. So Credit to him, and that's why he's here. Uh, and of course, Kat is here in a very exciting crossover. Kat, as you all know, is the host of our sister podcast, Geek Force. And Kat had so many thoughts about what's going on uh, that she had to let us know. Let me in. I've got a lot to say. Welcome to both of you. Uh, thank you for having this conversation. As Travis said before the show, he's still processing. I think we're all still processing. So we'll do our best to kind of baby step uh, a conversation here to contextualize look to the future, evaluate, uh, and maybe just like offer a little bit of therapeutic support, possibly. I don't know. We can just look in each other's eyes and say, I love you. I care about you. I believe in you. You uh, matter. We're going to be okay. That kind of, you know, like when you're mm -hmm. in the trenches, uh, we're appropriate. Uh, but we do need to have uh, some analysis and evaluation. But I will start with you, Kat, because from what I understand, you have a lot to say. You have many thoughts. There's a reason that you wanted to be here today. I'd love uh, to turn to you to frame the conversation a little bit. What has your response been? What stage of processing are you in right now, Kat? I don't even know. I know people are saying it's Trump supporters stormed the Capitol. And I'm like, no, it was a terrorist attack. The terrorist attack happened on January 6th. And as most terrorist attacks in the past, usually we're pretty serious and on alert and putting in, you know, protocols for that, you know, so it won't happen again. And this is probably one of the first terrorist attack in like the many years of how, you know, churches were being bombed. Places were being set on fire, people being lynched all summer. This is actually the first time where, you know, I was expecting someone, some do right person to be like, well, that actually happened. We should actually start considering, you know, putting laws or something to help. But the fact that it took forever to get these people arrested, the fact that FBI reached out on social media asking the public to identify who on earth are these people? I was just like, okay, so 2021 is 2020 with bangs. Like it just came back with bad bangs. <laughs> bad like, bangs. Those, like the bangs that are too short. Like you trim them yourself and then you wish you had right. never done it. Like the trauma it's, bangs, the bangs that happen the after trauma, a breakup. The yeah. trauma <laughs> bangs. Yeah. It's literally summer 2020. Uh, part two. It's it's the other side, you know. What 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 went down last summer, and we all both our shows covered it. And to see and and have all our emotions and energy put into that on that side, and then seeing like people calling this a protest, people on social media, you know, supporting these people for the right of they support their right, you know, you know, protesting is good. And I'm like, how are you protesting when you're walking around with assault weapons and flash grenades? You can't even get this at your local gun shop, you know? So first of all, they had stuff they weren't even supposed to have. The cops or the Capitol Police let them in. It wasn't like we storm, you know, the gate like Helm's Deep in Lord of the Rings. It wasn't like that. It was like, oh, 
it's that me with SpongeBob. Hey, everyone, come inside. And Patrick and SpongeBob are like, hey, yeah, we're in the Capitol. And then they're just walking around like it's a field trip. But people had weapons and they had zip ties. Like they were going to take congressmen for like hostages. Like, like they were holding them. And I'm like, if anyone who plays a video game and you're storming uh, any kind of Red Keep slash castle, any type of government building, and you have weapons or devices that are holding people that means your intent is was negative it's illegal it's criminal it's all that stuff and the fact that these people were shooting in the chamber where there was congressmen at that even like the security inside couldn't handle them like it was crazy and my thing was people were not upset enough for me like I was incredibly upset it was like the like I, I'm still like not okay about what happened and people were like it's America I'm not surprised I was like no like America's bad but this this have, shouldn't have not even gotten this far it shouldn't have been recorded like this it shouldn't have the follow-up like this like I don't know and then the fact that it all started like, you know, 45 started this. Like he set it all up back a few months ago when he said, proud boys stand back and stand by. Like that was the keyword. And they did exactly what he said. He had a pre-tape, pre-tape that dropped right in the beginning of the rally. And then they took off. So it's like, yeah, everything's just, it was a game. You know, I don't know if they won or lost. I think everyone lost, honestly, because yeah. there's no, like, what did we learn from this? Well, let me ask you, you started off by using the word terrorist attack. Um, obviously, that's such a loaded word, right? Like in the last 20 years, we've lived in the shadow of what's been called a war on terror. We've defined terrorism almost exclusively as um, acts committed by people who are Muslim, right? And we can't look at people who commit domestic acts of terrorism as terrorism. It's a very loaded word and it's hard to use. Um, but it it sounds like you're suggesting when you talk about the response, right? Like if we look at a terrorist attack on U.S. soil, that changes our whole life forever, right? Like this is something that happened that was so serious. We look at September 11th. This was so serious and so extreme that we all need to give up all of our civil liberties to make sure it never happens again. We all need to take off our shoes at the airport every time we go there. Like we need to have a serious, drastic response to make sure this never happens again. Now that's its own issue that we can unpack separately, but you're saying the level of response here is not similar. The level of response here you're saying looks kind of like a collective shrug or, or, uh, not not proportionate uh, a shake or wag of the finger as it may yeah. like the capital the, the chief of capital police resigned um i think somebody was like oh we're going to put a higher wall around the capital and i was like did we not learn from 45 about how walls don't work uh did we not learn did we not see those people scale the wall like yeah like they were scaling the wall like that's not gonna help and the fact that the 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 Capitol Police, I mean, you could clearly see from f like phone footage how they were just very lax and just let everything happen. They're going to just still get paid. They're going to get paid more money later in the year. Like they're not going to get fired or anything. It's just. Whatever, yeah, I think know? I mean, I obviously, like everyone else, have looked at the images and looked at the photos. And I think some of the most striking images are when you see someone from the Capitol Police next to someone who has already stormed the building and they, you know, they kind of have their hands in their pockets and they're like a little sheepish, you know, yeah, as if posing for pictures. Yeah. As if like, Oh, you guys, you guys, you, you know, like you jokers a little bit, yeah. you know what I mean? Or like cowed, obviously, you know, it, it goes without saying that this is very different from the response that we saw this past summer when people were protesting for racial justice and being beat in the street. Um, I, I, I assume that's what you're suggesting, right? Kat? Yeah. Like when we look at There's these two different Americas. Yes. Yes. And the world, the world heard of it and saw of it, but that day really put things in motion where the world was like, Oh, this is just happening for y'all. Aren't you already dying from COVID? Aren't you already having problems with your racist, the racism in your country? And this is happening too? Your your world leader orchestrated a, yeah. like his own terrorist attack on his own thing to show a message and then eventually gets banned by every social media. Like this all happened oh. in one week. Like you can't make this up. <laughs> yeah. 
2021 starts off with a bang. Uh, Travis, I, yes, with a literal bang. Travis, I want to come to you. I, I was setting up that comparison a little bit. I, I saw you nodding. Was that one of your primary responses as well? Like, you know, this is what it looks like when a group of white men rush into a government building with assault weapons. Like, the people, well, you know. So, like I said, I'm still processing. And so what, what immediately strikes me just sort of hearing Kat talk you can sort of like see me tearing up a little bit um, is I'm actually really sad and I didn't expect that reaction. Like I'm actually really sad. Like I didn't realize how much I cared about America. I didn't realize how much I cared about our government until I saw it. And it like makes me sad. Um, and also it's funny. Like when you said nine 11, I was like, Oh, I also feel unsafe. Um, and so it's sort of like not respecting that, like, we're unsafe. Like, I don't consider it an attempted coup. I, I, I think of it as like a practice coup. I don't think like that it's over. And so for me, this isn't, um, so we like when we think about terrorists, like you like couch it in like 9-11, but I sort of think of it as like this long history of white supremacist terrorism that has occurred in this country that has gone unchecked since forever, but particularly since the end of slavery, right? And I think of, and it's not like, when people begin to compare it to 9-11, I'm like, they're literally carrying Confederate flags. You do not have to look for like hate crimes of people committed outside of this country. They're actually literally using the same iconography of like white supremacy. Like you don't even have to like, they're connecting the dots for you. Um, and so for me, it's like church bombings. It's like churches set on fire. It's um, violent voter suppression of Black people in the 50s and 60s, um, that sort of like coming, for me, it's that, right? It's not like comparing this to our reactions to 9-11. It's like, right, I we were not reacting the same. It's for me, I continued ignoring or accepting or normalizing when um, white people feel collect when radicalized white people feel like they've not gotten their way and they're losing control and they get to act out lash out and somehow it's just seen as like a fringe whiteness when in fact it's quite mainstream and we keep normalizing it um and so it, and for me again like you don't even have to look far this summer how many times do we see like white people storm government buildings armed facing no consequences right, under this administration. I forget when, but I remember them, like, taking over, like, a park on the West Coast and, like, seizing, and, like, no one got arrested. Um, and so for me, it's, like, those things are not separate. It's a constant, like, white people feel as if something's been taken from them. They get to act out in an armed way, and people are, like, they're just exercising their rights. Um, and it just keeps growing and growing and growing and growing. So it, Part of me is like, I wasn't surprised by what happened. People have been talking about this is going to happen probably since the moment Trump got elected, right? And so the thing, this is also, this is, the, the seeds of this is like birtherism. The seeds of this is like all the rhetoric that begins then. The seeds of that is like telling white people, you should not trust anything that like elevates people of color. They're like taking things from you. Don't listen to them stick to like this one stream of information. You don't have to consider other things. And then the rest of us sort of have to deal with the neuroses and the crazy that spins out of that. Um, and so, you know, another great point that Kat makes is like, unlike other terrorists who sort of like, you know, do things and like are trying to hide their identity to avoid capture, they actually, no masks. Um, you know, when the FBI is like, help us find them, I'm like, just follow a hashtag. They are like posting on their own. They're doing interviews. They and like, and the idea that you have to find them because they were allowed to leave. They didn't flee. They sort of like casually walked out. They're and like people are literally, literally, there's video of people like, just to be clear, they're saying we didn't vandalize. We absolutely vandalized. I did this. Like they're posting on their own social media, right? Um, and that it's taken days to like find these people who are like almost social media celebrity, like like Vogue and 
Teen Vogue are like finding out who these people are before like FBI, like Reddit and Baller <laughs> Alert are like identifying people before the FBI. Are you kidding? The people are like posting. Are you kidding? They're like, they are, this is like their intention. And obviously like more information comes the more time you have, right? And so like you see the shocking image of them going in, but for me in the last 24 hours, sort of like information about like feces being spread on the wall. And like, you, you know, I'm someone who like often I'm watching video when I'm doing something else. So I don't have the audio on. So like I've actually spent more time listening to audio in the last 24 hours. So like hearing them say they're going to lynch Pence, hearing them say they're going to put bullets in Pelosi's head, um, you know, and, you know, people dying, the woman who got shot, obviously that like happened the first day and we knew that, but like the officer who got shot, who got killed and you got different information. And so you know, the, the images that are sitting with me today is like bludgeoned with a fire extinguisher. Like, do you know how you much hate has to be in you to beat a human being with a fire extinguisher to the point that they die? And I'm not actually sure if it's the image of that officer, but now an image got released today where you see the protesters drag an officer outside the building, hold him down, and they're beating him. And so when I talk about fear, I'm like, if they're doing that to cops, I'm not safe. Because these these people are like holding Blue Lives Matter flags. They're beating, like, they're like a rap, beating a cop, no connection. And I'm like, if they are doing that to cops, we are not safe. And so what are you talking about come together? What are you talking about should this man remain president? How is that, how is that even a conversation now Um. We are not safe. And the only way to sort of, in my mind, as a citizen of this country, if you actually gave a fuck about like my safety and how this looks, as opposed to like the preservation of power or like saving face, absolutely he cannot have the reins of anything, right? But it's like the conversation is if you impeach him or remove him from office, that's only going to like sow more division. How much more divided can't the Confederate flag has made it into the Capitol? An officer has died. Black Lives, if a police officer died during a Black Lives Matter protest, Yikes. I would expect martial yeah. law. Yeah. I would expect tanks. Yeah. I would Fire would rain. Has, I would have to I hide in somebody's attic. Like, I feel like Black Lives like Matter all over the place. I expect my social media to be shut down. I expect to be interviewed. Right. We'll be on the run. Like the <laughs> second that, ha- and I'm not joking. I'm like, no. You know, I know like things have gotten burned. I know property damage has happened. But like the second a, someone identified as a Black Lives Matter protester bludgeons a police officer to death. Yeah. The sentence Every, finishes. All, yeah. the, you, social media will be like where our families worship, where we work. Yeah. There would not be like help us identify. They would like no, and so that we're even like having this debate is so. T- that is what's terrifying and expected and sad and like. Well, let me add. I mean, you mentioned um, the impeachment a conversation about impeachment. Mm-hmm. I want to. I want to put this question to both of you. That seems to be. Uh, the response of democratic leadership, right? That they think, oh, the, the appropriate thing to do next now is to impeach the president again, you know, just to make sure that he's not in power so that something terrible can't happen. And this would be twice, right? Um, and, you know, I mean, there are a lot of different ways to interpret that. Obviously, I think some people would say, yeah, I mean, things are so serious right now that as you say, Travis, he shouldn't have access to any kind of power. But is that, a, a relevant response here. Do you know what I mean? Like, as opposed to thinking about, uh, you know, it's kind of like one of those things where you like you cut the head off, but like the animal is still, do you know what I mean? Like this, this energy, this force, this, yeah. this kind of angry organization of people don't need Trump. You know what I mean? They may have been yeah, empowered by Trump. I think that is true. I think my question is, is it relevant? Is, 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 yeah, I think it's relevant, a relevant thing to an appropriate think about. government response. Okay. I, I think it's a thing. I think it's a thing that you absolutely have to consider because the question is like, how much damage can this person do in the next 10 days? Yeah, probably a lot. A, mm-hmm. a fucking lot. 
And then it's like, you know, will impeaching him as opposed to him being removed? Like, are there lasting impacts of that that we care about? Will he be able to run again? Um, is this someone who should ever be able to sit in the Oval again? Is this someone whose record should so be marred by an impeachment process that it's worth the bullshit? Like, it doesn't mean anything. It's just theater. But is it worth the theater so that, like, we have this in our bag, either, like, we actually convict him in the next 10 days and he's, like, never going to be president again because he's already talking about, like, a 2024 bid? Um, or, like, is it is it worth it? I think you at least have to think about it. I don't think it's like, I think it's relevant enough that you have to sort of like discuss it. And I do think that part of the calculus um, is like, will impeaching him just inspire more terrorism? And I think you have to say that as opposed to like, so division. I think like you have to call it what it is. I think when I hear a lot of like the Republican people come out now and saying like, is it just going to make people angry? I'm like, what you really mean is we have been sowing conspiracy theories and, 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 and manipulating racial fears for years. We have now lost control of those people. And so is, have we lost so much control um, that like going harder after Trump will, ins- like, we don't, like we didn't expect this to happen. And so we don't know what's going to happen next. And you just have to own that if that's like the fucking concern. But like even have that conversation, right? Like, what does it mean when, like, you're so afraid of your community, you can't even hold someone accountable for, like, like where I pants, I'm like, homie just tried to kill me. Absolutely yeah. remove him from power. They were yeah. talking about lynching me. Really? <laughs> <laughs> really? Let me, I, I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this uh, it, as far as impeachment goes and whether this is even part of that conversation. Are there so many other concerns before that 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 feels irrelevant? Is that something we need to take care of now and then think about next steps? Like, what are your thoughts about this conversation around impeachment? Oh, me? Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like, first of all, like, it's, to me, it's just beyond maybe because I feel slightly jaded as American. Like, this man got impeached last year, right before, you know, the conspiracy theories is like he got impeached and then all of a sudden we're in a pandemic and then we forgot about the impeachment. Then this happened. It's like, oh yeah, we got to impeach him again. And I'm like, it's beyond that. This man has done so much dividing, like as far as even with the pandemic, he took forever to make sure the American people had what they needed. Every world leader in every country, like they went to work. Because they were like, we want our country to go back to making people being safe and stuff. He like he took forever and he helped so many businesses and wealthy people get rich and make the people who, you know, we work every day. We went so long without stimulus checks and everything. So we were already, you know, unemployed, sick, um, divided and everything. And then when it came to election time, he was hoping that that was going to, you know, keep us disarray and apart. But that actually made us work harder to ensure that he wasn't in election, you know, to be president. And then he lost. And instead of being like a like a, just a normal president, he spent the next month and a half proving voter voter fraud and try to discredit not only like you know, the Democrats, but like people of his own party. And so he spent so much time doing that, that it almost looked like there was a, a, a moment where, you know, he tried to get it overturned and I got nervous. Like, wait, what, why is he abusing the powers that I didn't know he even had, like trying to overturn a whole election, you know, but he got turned down. So this was like his last stand and like, I'm really mad. Like I really need to be president. So I'm going to start this whole rally so that these people can leave a message in my legacy. And I'm like, what president are we going to allow to do that? I don't care if he has 10 days, one day, half a day. That's not okay. You need to go. They're right. The reason that we have a 25th amendment is because of people like him. If mm-hmm. you are abusing so much power for, for stuff that does not like this, all the stuff affects millions of Americans and you have one pity party because you couldn't get what you wanted meaning you're not even thinking about us at this point like you were so angry that you were going to choose violence to hurt whoever was in that capital that day that that day to allow them to do whatever they wanted whether that was killing cops killing congressmen killing innocent people getting a whole city our whole capital being under curfew almost leading to martial law like 
there's this set off so many chains of events and it's gonna keep going the yep. inauguration is not that long and that's that's the day i'm actually kind of nervous i'm like yep. i hope biden and harris just have a zoom meeting like keep it a zoom meeting like we don't need to have a whole <laughs> public thing because yeah. that's setting up that's setting up a whole yep. nother thing these proud boys went in every congressman office leading them threats of killing them of we're not done with you we'll be back like that 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 to me is saying like that, that's felonies first of all they might not get charged that as that but that's definitely falls under being uh that's a felony because you're abusing not only the a government official but where they work and these people are being let go because whoever was on top was like hey just let them go you know and i'm like that's such an abuse of power and the fact that you guys or whoever can play it like that and seeing how home, so many people got locked up and killed in the streets because they believe in equality because they don't want people to be angry at the sight of oh you're a different skin or you're a different gender orientation or anything you know they they just you know they died for the for the right things these people did not and they're not and they're going to keep continuing so now that makes me wonder even if nothing happens, you know, within a month or so, when Biden is chosen as president and whatever, who's to say there's no, like, there's going to be more things like that, you know? There's there's not going to yeah. be putting events where it's like, oh, okay, we we learned what happened, what went wrong last time, so we, we're going to do this this time, because now we have a whole momentum where we, we got, you know, we got more people like eyes on us. We got more sponsors. We're going to keep doing this. And that's why I agree with Travis. Like, you know, we never felt safe, but now I extremely don't feel safe. I I'm like, I'm terrified. Like, I don't know where, like where to go or anything. Cause there's so many of those, that whole day, like activated all the hidden proud boys in the country. And they're like, wait, if they could do that, what can I do in my local community? On that same day, on January 6th, there were people in LA uh, attacking a black woman because they too were having their whole still still the vote type thing in downtown LA. And just because she was walking by and filming, they attacked her and like beat her. And I'm like, see, like they, we didn't have like our side didn't even have a protest. The Black Lives Matter didn't even have a protest that day. This lady was walking home and she got attacked because she didn't look like any one of them. And so that's my thing. Any one of us could be walking to the store, passing a group of whoever. They have to just be interested, and then you're beat, you're beaten, and whatever. And it's all because in their head, it's okay to do that. It's okay that those people were able to do that, and it's okay to have a world leader get away with that. There was no consequences for him. There was no consequences for them. So I'm going to go do it too. And then we have a whole wildfire of random attacks. And now we're back in whatever time in history. That's like every bad time in history, you know? So that's why I'm terrified. I'm extremely angry. And I'm just curious and seeing like- like, When we use the word terrorism, like we mean that shit literally. Like not like as a government. Like I am living in terror because I feel like this has like inspired people who are like literally like your freedom offends me and I get right. to harm you. Right. Yeah. You know? And so and like, I feel like you sort of like when we talk about weapons and zip ties, like they found pipe bombs around the Capitol, right? They found people with guns. They found, right. So like these people did not come to simply give voice to an opinion, but underneath all of that, sort of like we, what we've not talked about a friend of mine was like, what's the difference between the Black Lives Matter protest and acquaintance? I shouldn't say friend. What's the difference between the Black Lives Matter protest and what happened at the Capitol? And I was like, well, where I feel like we can rest is police brutality is real. Election fraud is not. And like just the idea that we have to deal with people who have believed nonsense, like just because Right. Like it's not like we're not talking about different of opinion. We're talking about actual factual elections happened. Counts, recounts, audits, lawsuits, 62. And you know, like even when I was watching the debates, um, and what struck me was like people who were trying to oppose various states just like argue nonsense. And I'm like, do you not have like the, like court decisions have been written and issued explaining why this is getting dismissed. Like there are records that you 
And like all most of you have law degrees, so you like know what the fuck happened. Um, and you're not saying like like investigations have occurred, right? Like in Georgia, for example, the GBI investigated, the FBI investigated, the Department, the Secretary of State also investigated, and like they produced actual doc. Like so, for me, it's like you just refuse to believe facts. You just I'm, reject facts, and because you and because you are a white person, um, you get to be unreasonable, and we have to contend with your lack of reason, <laughs> as if like your feelings have become facts, and we have to contend with that. Uh, but what's I think deplorable is you know I think those congressmen actually know that it was a fair election, and they're just like I'm going to say it's not because that's the popular fucking thing to say. Yeah. Um, because a couple of them switched their tune because they're like, oh, you don't even give a fuck about my life. Like, I'm going to go, I'm going to get, <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Never mind. If, if, you yeah. don't, if we all don't die. <laughs> um, but it's like, you can't, you can't unring the racist bell, which is like what people have been saying all along. Like the, the person that exemplifies best for me is Lindsey Graham. Um, when yeah. when Trump was because I mean when Trump was running and Lindsay, like Lindsey Graham called him like clearly like Lindsey Graham was like he's a race baiter he's not even like that good of a businessman um, he just appeals to racists and if you we elect him this is what's going to happen like he was like Lindsey Graham spared no shit talking about Trump before he became president the second he won the nomination it's like he couldn't get deep enough into his taint. And that's like where we've been <laughs> yes. for four years. And the like, second that like, you ain't got no use for me no more. He's like, again, this is not like, you know, he like turned right back. And it's like, great, except they're actual real people who have now spent four years worshiping this man, believing every word he says, um, focusing their, their sources of information are now all of this like thing telling them, you know, white is right. And anything that like takes your power away is a threat and you should like defend your country with your guns and killing and anyone who like threatens your way of life is an enemy and you should kill them. I actually don't even think that's an exa- exaggeration. I was about to apologize. Yeah. Like, <laughs> overstating like, actually, it. Actually, yeah. I think it's right. probably yeah. a parlor thread. I think that like, might, yeah. I'm probably that might like be quoting a verbatim. Direct quote. I think that um, might be a direct quote. <laughs> yeah. You keep telling people that for four years... This is what's going to happen. Yeah. And it just boggles my mind that like a that like they just let it go this long. And then even when it happened, like like I guess what I'm saying is like if a police officer being bludgeoned to death, right? Because that's their people. They're the Blue Lives Matter law and order folk. That part. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> if a police officer being bludgeoned to death doesn't make you change course nothing fucking will. Yeah. Mm-mm. Right? Like, what hope do I have of convincing you kneeling on a Black man's neck is wrong if, like, bludgeon, if, like, oh, when it suits you, you ain't even got shit to say about bludgeoning a police officer, a white police officer, to death in the Capitol. Yeah. Oh. If that's where we are, we have to, we really can't, like, be appealing to the morals of the right. Yeah. That's, like, a, that's not it. Yeah, that's not the strategy. I'm interested. I'm I'm glad, Travis, that you mentioned the role of misinformation here and like a very fundamental difference between Black Lives Matter protests and these kind of like steal the vote QAnon uh, grievances. I don't know. Is that the right word? Uh, And that's the role of misinformation. Right. Of course, that there are so many people who are so radically misled by very intentional and active misinformation campaigns, mostly spread on social media. There's a lot to discuss there. Right. Everybody like the, the image that's burned in our mind of uh, of, a, of a person who stormed the Capitol is like the guy who has the fur on and the horn. Yeah. Mega Viking. Thank you. Uh, you know, who's like a prominent QAnon kind of like, the barbarian as a QAnon person. <laughs> right. Like was already well known. It was very easy to find him because he was an Internet celebrity because he was a spouse in QAnon. And all of that stuff is, you know, these are manufactured 
conspiracy theories, right? That are, but it, it's possible to tailor your social media experience so that the only information you get is misinformation, and you mm-hmm. might not even tailor it yourself. It might be algorithms that are tailoring tailoring misinformation to you. So this raises another question, which is a bit of like shifting gears, but I'm very very interested to hear what you think about it. We already know the role of social media and misinformation, but I would like to talk about what it means that the president's Uh, has now been banned from social media outlets, right? That his Twitter page has been suspended, um, that his Facebook access has been suspended and all, you know, of course, of those parent companies. Like, does that matter that his megaphone has been taken away? Because for a long time, that seemed like something, uh, maybe people were asking for this months ago, right? Where like he he has... Years. He's violated the terms of use, right? When you look at why people get banned from social media, uh, and yes, maybe this is too little, too late. But I'm wondering, like to me, that felt like a big difference, even though this is a very extreme thing that happened. It It does feel like a difference, and I think it makes a difference because I think if he still had access to Twitter, phase two and three of the coup would be happening right now, right? Right. Like, um, but for me. The piece is, oh, so you could have done this. Yeah. Like this was possible. For years, we were being told this was not possible. Yeah. Right. And so, other than the actual storming of the Capitol, his rhetoric has not changed. We've been, this is like his rhetoric this week is no different than in January 20, 2016. Um, lots of misinformation was spilling out of that account all this time. Um, and we were being told, like, you couldn't censor him. Um, so I'm glad it happened because I do think um, there's greater damage that he could do in this moment. I don't think it's, like, too little, too late in that in that vein. But my point is social media acted like there was nothing that they could do for four years um, about correcting his misinformation uh, or banning him. And it turns out that that's just not fucking true. And so what would it have meant... Um, to check that in year one um, before it became the norm. And certainly he would have argued about it and we would have had the same conversation that we're having now about it. Um, But certainly there would have been some kind of message of you got to behave a certain way on Twitter, bro. Um, (laughs) Whereas like he had four years of evidence that he was just fine. Um, And then like it all sort of, it's like a, I sort of, you know, family court lawyer. It's sort of like um, letting a kid do whatever the fuck they want for 15 years and then implementing parenting in year 16. <laughs> I like this analogy, actually, where uh, Twitter is the parent and uh, Trump is the petulant child. They got the rules and like you enforce yeah. the rules or you don't. And so if you don't yeah. enforce them for four years... It is significant, though. And I'm, I mean, I guess I, I would put it to you this way, Kat, because I am curious to hear what you think about this. Like, he has been dependent on this outlet for years and years. Famous people, uh, politicians, athletes, everybody was dependent on the media and, and journalism to get their message out. Right. You had to have a press conference in order to communicate your message to the people. And in some ways, there was like a filter. Right. And you can say what you want about the problems with media. But ostensibly there were grown-ups with good guiding principles who could like determine what kind of messaging was important and what wasn't. And you had to interview someone and filter it. Now, of course, we don't live in that world anymore. Anyone can put out to millions of people, any kind of misinformation they want. Uh, so, and that without that, I think without reality television and without social media, like we wouldn't have had a Donald Trump. I think we can all agree on that. So what does that mean for him now in terms of his presence because I don't know what, what shifts now. I don't know. What is it? Is this like a leaderless mob now? Uh, do, do you get any, um, peace of mind from the fact that he will not be able to be on Twitter? Does it seem like he will recede or, or what kind of fears or fantasies does that lead to for you when you think about the president not being on Twitter anymore? So from what I heard, he actually said from his own two lips was, you know, this is very, you know, frustrated and annoying that this happened to him, but that's not going to stop him that he's working with others to create a new thing. I don't know if this is a new social media app, but maybe his own app or his own uh, platform where he can voice whatever and people can subscribe. But that is the that is the path he's taking. And I mean, it's logical. 
if if he can't be on any social media, why not create his own where the people who do follow him can subscribe and do whatever they want on it. And honestly, that terrifies me more. Like I rather this man like be tried as the criminal that people have been people in Senate have been trying this for so long. You know, he he has done so much crime, but you know, the media and everyone else has swept it over the rug. And I'm like, you know, with this happening, again, it's like what Travis said, like we've been we've been at least with Twitter, we've been like campaigning for him to be banned, but they were like, we can't do it. He's a world leader. Mm-hmm. And they did it so fast. And then they per- like permanently banned. Like he can never, was expecting ever, ever. To, by the way. Like we had given up hope. Like this was like even possible. And then we were like, right. oh, yeah. Facebook, Twitter, even like Spotify. I was Shopify. Like, TikTok, which I think was like, ironic no, and hilarious. Yeah. TikTok was like, but... yes, we had fun <laughs> with you, bro. I so I'm someone who thinks that like absolutely there's like gonna be a spring of like conservative focused options of like social media now because like because it's I think fact checking is adverse to radical conservatives in general social media. So like they're gonna go like somewhere, but like. And I think Trump is going to be like a darling there. I don't think he's going to be happy with that, right? Because like, even if every person who voted for him follow, like that's like at most 74 million followers, he's not going to be happy. He's not going to be happy with that. Like what? Well, yeah, because you can't what, troll. You, you're like part of his joy on Twitter is trolling. It's like right? tagging other people. Like the, yeah. the, the broad, and also he doesn't actually give a fuck about those people. Like he enjoys the adoration. Like if he were an actual conservative darling who was like, I would love this world and like everyone come to me and let's like throw conservative shit at each other. And like, I want a conservative thing taken. Like, yeah, I think he like a pig and shit. He would be that. But like, that's not, he doesn't actually care about those people. He doesn't actually care about conservative ideals. Um, so the fact that he's like locked, because he is a reality TV star, right? And so he is a brand. And so the idea that he's like locked out of the mainstream, um, I think is gonna is gonna keep him up. Like that's what's like gonna like what te- what what is he going to do? What temper tantrum is he gonna throw because of that? He doesn't actually care about these people. He's not an actual conservative. He just needs an outlet to just talk. Like he just yeah. loves talking. He doesn't. He doesn't really care if you're listening as long because, you know, yeah. any press is good press to him. Yeah. So as long as he has a platform where he can write or record himself talking or whatever, that's good enough for him. What he can't stand is being locked out. Now, if there was a thing that said he was banned from the Internet, that's the day I'd be like, OK, y'all serious. OK, banned that's, from the Internet. I have a little bit of you hope in that. Is that place. even possible? <laughs> But I, think, I don't know. I mean, everything's being enabled now. It's enabled now, Amy. It's possible. What the right is now sort of like dealing with, like if you look at Parler, right? Who like now mm-hmm. Apple and Google are like, nope. Um, because like you, because they're like, you're not checking for violence. Like you're not, like y'all are talking about some wild shit on here and we can't be mm-hmm. liable for that. So like, we're not even featuring your app. So I think part of the startup problem with like this, um, conservative media world is like um, this complete refusal of the right to deal with Proud Boys, to deal with neo-Nazis. To do, they're like, we're just like family values. And I'm like, okay. Uh, no, you're like Holocaust deniers and neo-Nazis and um, some really disgusting things are going on there. Um, and so if you incel, like a lot of, like a lot of, so if you don't deal with that, you don't have a problem. And they've been able to get away with not dealing with it for so long, um, right? And so it's like when people, like if you just look at the the insurrection, when people were like, they're patriots or whatever, I'm like, they literally have like Camp Auschwitz shirts on, right? Why would you identify yourself with that person? And not just one, like a lot, like several people are clearly there on some bullshit, and even if, like, you believed, even if somehow you allowed yourself to believe that there were voter irregularities, this isn't, um, this, like, this isn't a fair election, you would still take a moment to say, I just can't 
march alongside of someone with an out switch split shirt on. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Where I draw the line. It's where. <laughs> it's a good line to draw. Right. Yeah, um, I mean, there's one thing, you know, a lot of people say in political movements, oh, you know, there's room in the tent. You know what I mean? I think people talk about that. It was well, like, they burn the tent down. We don't all have there's, the same beliefs, you know. Like, there's no room for, for Holocaust. We, yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, yay, Holocaust. Like, no. Yeah. There's no room for you. I think that's a fair line to draw. You can be right. like, I am pro-life, so I don't like sweatshirts that celebrate the Holocaust. I think that's fine. That's consistent. Yeah, that is consistent. You don't have to embrace that. Yeah. I, I just don't understand how this whole thing had so many people and it wasn't like you need evidence to prove if this was what they were going for. It's it's a moral it's a moral issue. You see these people in their eyes, in their body movements, in their words, and what they were doing, that they were full of hate and they were full of hate for everybody in this country they at that moment they didn't care yeah they didn't see color they literally didn't see color they were beating up you know the blue lives like their whole blue lives matter you know they didn't really care about that it was an excuse to be racist my blue lives flag right you there literally they, is like a guy waving <laughs> the blue lives matter like a, the one blue line flag yeah and swat is like pushing them away and he's like oh my god that's, <laughs> it. that's gonna protect me no. but but there was evidence. Like, they did not plan this in secret. No. They were more no. vocal than, like, the TikTok kids who trolled Trump at his rally. Like, they were... Yes. They had enough time to order sweatshirts. They were like... They oh. had so in much fact, time. One of the one of the um, Black Capitol Police officers was like, hey, I see on social media that they're planning some shit on the 6th. Maybe yes. Maybe we need to out. And his managers were like... Got no, denied. We don't. Like, they got yeah. denied. Yeah. yeah. That's how yeah. you knew something was up, especially on a day that. where oh, everything was that. Yeah. What's the and worst that could happen, right? Literally described right. as, oh, it'll be pretty vanilla. Right. Well. That's probably what it was. And again, in, in, in this instance, they vanilla don't ISIS. react until the worst has happened. That's how usually they they do anything. Oh, we know, but we're going to wait till the absolute worst happened. And then we'll start, you know, implementing all the plans that we already had on book on what to do. And it's like, why do you have to get that way? You can clearly see everyone was full of hate. And this is why I label them as terrorists they when they are out the worst to harm happen, Because when Black Lives Matter protested, they were met with they the worst arrived. that happened was they got together they that's that's, a, that's they, in that book in this book it was like oh, we'll book. wait for someone to die and then we'll think hmm, maybe we should start arresting them then you know yeah. there's two different they, books. Maybe, they didn't even arrest they just cleared the area yeah. They didn't even well arrest. yeah they cleared the area they, they walked some the of the girls like, no and downstairs yeah. or down the stairs but then probably sent them with a burger king or mcdonald half a meal yeah you you know you have fun driving all the way back to missouri driving all the way back to like the bay area there was actually a lot of people being exposed who were from the local bay area who work on a lot of like they all have like their own businesses and they were caught not only in like San Jose airport, but some of them drove all the way from here to there and they were captured. And that's, that's another whole issue that I was finding out is all these people who, you know, with over here in the West coast, they're very progressive uh, or they're like, they're very, they like to hide their racism and play games with you versus in the South. They just be like, I don't like you, you know? So the fact that, they showed them on like SF Chronicle and stuff like so-and-so is a, whole, a business owner and they did this, 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 and they were there and they were like, they were airing out the laundry. And I was just like, yeah. Ooh, one of okay. a, a judge's son that I have practiced in front of was photographed. And so the, the Gothamist wrote an article about like this kid's brother is a, is a Brooklyn uh, district leader and his father's yeah. a Supreme court judge. Yeah. Um, and so, like, you uh, know, there's, like, all these sort of connections being made. Um, well, it highlights the fact that it's not, you know, you can say, oh, these are, like, extreme fringe, like, yeah, backwards Because, like, the, like, this guy's, yeah. this, this like, judge really. son are, like, like, Jewish, yeah. right? And so, like, the fact yeah. that, like, this is, like, alongside of, like, Auschwitz camp sweatshirt guy and yeah. this, like, Orthodox Jewish kid, Jewish? Yeah. like, mm-hmm. the white mm-hmm. supremacist umbrella 
is shocking. Yeah, strange bedfellows. They unite under hate, and it's not just ignorant rednecks. It's the guy who's a business executive in an IT company. It's the lady who owns a bakery. Like, it's everybody. It literally, and the aiming, I was thinking of you, I was like, this could be Jordan Peele's next movie. Like, it's going to be a lightweight horror movie of how people were expecting this with, like, the typical Trump supporter in our head, but really, when it start, when you start shining that light in the corner, and you find out it's like everybody, like everybody, Margaret next door, you know, Justin yeah. down the block, the old man, like it's everybody yeah. who secretly hates you. Like, yeah. That's a scary movie, <laughs> but guess what? That's the reality. And yeah. and and I think I'm enjoying, or I like to look forward to every day seeing like, oh, okay, they caught this person. There's their mugshot. There's their mugshot. And news people are like the like as far as like the fbi and the news it's everyday citizens that are really working overtime to make sure these people are getting credited and noticed to get arrested and i really am shouting out to people who are just on social media or even the children there's children where they're like my mom my dad my my aunt and uncle were there but then i wanted to go to the black Lives matters protest but they told me no because it's dangerous but the, like some girl was like, but mom, is this you? And her this whole family was yeah. at the rally. And I was like, I wouldn't know yeah. if if I was a smart kid and my whole family was racist, I wouldn't know what to do. I'd be like, day, I have to go find a new family. Yeah. Like they all were at the rally. Damn. All at the rally. Yeah, That's I, wild so what me. I'm sort of also sitting with in the last 24 hours are like, I feel like now the tearful apology posts are going to start. Right. Mm. So there's the CEO that was arrested. who's like, this is the worst decision of my life. I'm so sorry. And it's like, okay, bro. Um, Yeah. And then also what sort of I'm sitting with is like police forces doing probes to see if their officers were there because you're the refining out like officers were there. And I'm like, okay, I feel like people were pretty vocal about going. So I feel like you know who was going. Like, people, like, officers take time out. Like, if they were off on January 6th, yeah. <laughs> like, no one first, was hot. First people. Right? Because, yeah. like, if they weren't getting overtime on the 6th, yeah. I'll keep pretty good track. And also, like, I'm sure, like, people, like, drove to, like, they were just talking about it. We're going to drive up to the rally. Like, they were pretty open about it. But, like, that... I, lots of law enforcement were there, right? So the idea that, like, law enforcement and elected officials... Um, took part in this, and again, not masked. How many interviews have we seen where people like walked out and was like, "This is what I stole. This is what I broke. This is like what I did," um, and then to sort of be shocked that there are consequences. So a thing that's I don't know if this is an, I just saw it, and it, like, usually Russell, you know me, I do deep dives you into do. these things, um, but uh, one person who was identified as like a Trump supporter trying to leave the area after the rally was like denied after getting on his airplane. And like, it was like, perhaps he was like on a no fly list or like whatever, but like losing his shit by total surprise. And I'm like, yeah, if I stormed the Capitol, I would assume I'm taking Amtrak home. Yeah. Right. Uh, maybe Greyhound <laughs> even. <laughs> I'm certainly not using anything where I have to show an ID. <laughs> because I've come, I'm a federal criminal. Like I've, yeah, <laughs> you committed a felony. Yeah, yeah you're on the I'm run. You're on the run Cuba. now. Yeah, I'm you're on the run now. Shakuring it right now. If yeah. I made right. it out of the capital, I've like I'm using like a red passport to go somewhere else. But like people, they're like shocked. They're surprised. Um, one of those early articles is like actually of a woman yelling to or someone yelling to police. Like, you're not supposed to be shoot. Like, you're supposed to be shooting Black Lives Matter, not us. We back yep. the blue this summer. And it's like, oh, y'all are on some. Y'all are just being honest out loud. You're yeah, a little too honest. I think that's, yeah, that's what's been shocking about this is but too yeah, much honesty. Even like, you, know, you know, I'm like someone who I'm pretty. Smart. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty. What I don't know how to describe myself on social media, but I get a lot of attention <laughs> from people who dis, you know, who don't yeah. think like me. Yeah, um, lightning rod. And um. so normally, after anywhere in the world, a police officer is gets a like a bruise, like they're like flags all over my timeline. Uh, right, they're like blue lives matter. There's like something happens. I have seen none of that. This I'm like uh. 
a whole ass officer died, guys. Y'all don't wanna. Yeah. We don't wanna. Y'all good? <laughs> Where, where's like, the blue lives matter like, though? They don't know what to do. They're like blue lives do matter. However, but I do like racist mobs. <laughs> I do like I, I'm my cousin bludgeoned that officer, so I don't want to yeah. be like all out I there. I gotta support my cuz. I'm I torn. <laughs> torn allegiances. Family over blue. Is, <laughs> Amy, were you raising your hand a second yeah, ago? Yeah, I, I had a question. And yeah. I, I've been kind of in a weird, like, CNN, like, vortex for the last five days. Ooh, don't do it to yourself. I know. But, <laughs> I, but my question was, like, out of all the things I feel like they're talking about on how to um, try Trump in some way, I feel like they're not talking about the fact that he held off like any sort of security or anything for an hour and a half. I'm just like, why is that not the first article of impeachment? <laughs> like that right, seems like right. a big deal. Like he literally just went, sorry, yeah. nope, right. not sending them. So I'm really wondering like, why is that not a thing that's being talked about? Like I think in the media. Thing, well, because one, I think he's, um, I think like a lot of things with this situation, people are piecing together what happened. And his, his spin is I sent them in immediately. Um, but the, didn't. <laughs> but people are like now that people are talking. Pence is like, first of all, I fucking sent them in, and then other congressmen are like, I called him to get help, and he was like, fuck you, and we got into a screaming match. Mm-hmm. So like, part of it, I think, is people are still gathering information about like what mm-hmm. the fuck happened. Yeah. Um. And I think also, I think part of it is that. Um. But like, I totally agree with you. Is that like he? We're also learning that, like, there were failures on multiple levels. Like, you know, like, even basic security wasn't happening. They're like, even basic-ass security, like, the fact that they were, like, like you said, like, they were inside, not outside. Uh, All of them were like, what the fuck went wrong? And we're learning every, even the mayor was like, I called, I was denied. Even when we we said, like, we're going to have all these officers here, their understanding was that they were not to engage the public at all, so as to not like politicize their role, um, which is not normal. Um, so we're learning that like the fault lies in so many different places and not just with the president, that like even if he didn't call in the National Guard when he should, there were so many other, like these are Capitol Police who literally their entire job is to prevent terrorist attacks of like DC, right? And so like that they were so spread thin on like a a huge day was like a choice. And that didn't just lie with the president. That was like a choice. And again, when people were like bringing to their attention, we all know how they feel about this election. We all know this is being wrapped up. We all know Trump is having a rally in the area. So we should figure this is going to cause some problems. Um, And still the decision was made to have far less of a police presence than was normal for that day, much less safe. Um, Part of it, I think, is like figuring, you know, that officer didn't resign for no, and then another officer has committed suicide. Some shit has gone down. I didn't understand that. That was a weird story. Some shit has gone down. (laughs) Yeah, some shit is like- Allegedly killed himself. It was after the run, after the the uh, run. That can't be- Maybe it was too much for him. Coincidental. I I think you're right, Trey. I think we're gonna continue to learn like as we as days go on, as weeks go on, information is going to come in about what the conversations were at the White House at that time, what was going on with actual capital enforcement, who came in at what point. I mean, I'm startled at how little information there is now. You know, yeah. like we're all pretty hungry to figure out what happens. If you watch CNN for 10 minutes, you already have all the information that exists. Breaking news. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like there is no breaking news. And then you just, if you dig around, there isn't that much more to dig up. It's like pretty shocking how slow information is coming out. Um, I, I do want to ask you, Travis, before we wrap up, this is a little bit off topic, but did I hear you use the phrase vanilla ISIS earlier? I did. Yeah, I did. Yes, okay, and vanilla ISIS. That. I'm my. Right. Kato and Vanilla Isis. Yeah, Kato yeah. K- 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 on Kato, whatever. <laughs> Make sure you trademark that, Travis. Yeah, Vanilla Isis just sounds good. It sounds like kind of a good, like, it, dra- like a drag name, maybe. Yeah, like a, like, or a drink I, at Sonic. <laughs> yeah. They're probably, listen, Southerners love their Sonic. They're probably, they do. 
<laughs> wow. Uh, okay. I want to thank all you guys for this conversation. I, I know it's hard to like rehash, but I think this was like a very righteous discussion of at least expressing outrage and unpacking. Uh, I want to remind us that the next time we have a political um, podcast here on Margin Call, hopefully, quite frequently, uh, we're probably going to have a new president, right? We can't take anything for granted now, but we're probably going to have a new president. And that means mm. in some ways a whole new host of things to address. Uh, I want to make sure that we can invite. Wait, both let me close out. Can I share something yeah. that I just saw before this started? No, please. Yeah. That I feel like it's like, so like an example of what this fuck is wrong with this country. Yeah. Um, there was, and I, he stood out to me because some guy, older gentleman, beard, stickers in his beard, who was at the Capitol on the 6th. He's like, I'm from Nashville, Tennessee, whatever his name was. Um, I'm also from Nashville. That's why he's, I sort of like stopped on the video. And he was like, um, there was, she was the, the person was asking him why he was there. What are you going to do if Biden, when, Bi- when Biden becomes president on the 20th? And he's like, he's not going to become president on the 20th. You're clearly going to the Capitol to do X, Y, and Z. Um, and he said, you know, I saw on television this morning, Biden said that he's going to like fake some illness and so that he can resign and Kamala Harris can become president. He called her camouflage Harris. Which I actually thought was pretty, I actually thought that was pretty great. Oh my God. Um, and I was like, that just didn't happen. That like, it just didn't happen. Joe Biden has never said that. He certainly did not like go on morning television to like announce it wasn't recorded but like this guy just felt like whatever he saw or didn't see that he could sort of like make it up to journalists like justify what and like the person like didn't even like challenge him right because like we're just being fair and balanced and like whatever um but it's it's like that that like any sort of ridiculous theory fear um notion that you can get into your brain um, that then be- gets credibility if that brain happens to be in a white head. And like the rest of us just sort of have to fucking deal with it as if like Joe Biden would like just give up that power. Like it's just ridiculous. Even like the yeah. idea of Joe Biden as like a radical is just not factual, right? <laughs> like we like compromised and gave you this like rich millionaire white guy and y'all still acting up. But it's like, that's, <laughs> that's like for me, I was like, that is so a perfect um, like you just live in this world where like no truth can get in right mm-hmm. there in the middle of the country. And because we talk about middle America as real America so much, you've been made to feel like you should decide the direction of this country, um, but no responsibility to actually educate or inform yourself. And you can just go anywhere and tell that easily proven lie um, and expect people to just buy it um, and then act accordingly and face no consequences. That for me, um, is what's so terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, I think it is this like mass distribution of misinformation and people can create their own realities and propagate them. Uh, there's no way to engage with that. You know, there, there used to be like a discourse would be like, ah, you know, I feel like this is the appropriate direction for the country. Like I'm kind of racist. And then someone else would be like, I'm not racist. And you had that conversation. You're like, here's how I feel about abortion or here's how I feel about taxes. And people would like disagree, but there was still like a a foundation uh, of factual information to engage on. And that's what a discourse was. And now it's just people living in separate realities and there's no way to communicate across those lines. But I feel like, and Kat, I want to like know if you feel this, I feel like as a person of color who just exists on the internet, um, who's like very committed to like anti-racism, I feel like I get challenged all the time. And so I'm like, what is this world where you just like race, 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 and you are <laughs> not getting challenged? I'm like police brutality. And they're like, I'm like 10 messages yeah. that like, please do such a hard job. I'm like, y'all don't get, yeah. y'all don't get challenged on like Confederate flag shit. <laughs> like, it's just like, where's this silo yeah. world? Because I want to go to like the like, everyone agrees that kneeling on a black man's neck is wrong. I want to go to that world because I like, that's not the world I live in. I say that's wrong. I get five messages. There's like, you don't, where's the rest of the video? So I'm like, where is this? Like, where's this unchallenged world that y'all live in? Where like no one gets in to like tell you. "Mm, That's earth too. Maybe you should read that. I feel like, I feel like I spent most of January 6th and January 7th and Emin Ken uh, contested this because someone had written her page about 
Oh, they're oh, looting. That was my this uncle, not, by the way. Right. Like <laughs> people on a lot of my friends and a lot of my friends are Southern or they literally have people who have Trump supporters in their family. You know, you know, my friends are saying this is an outrage. Like this is crazy. If this had happened to us, you know, it would be crazy. And then people want to go and like support be like, but they're not, you know, looting and shooting looting. and stuff. And I'm, I'm like, I'm ready. I'm going up in so many people's comments. Like, but y'all, y'all think, you know, stepping on a black man's neck is okay. You think people protesting unarmed with nothing but a water bottle is outrageous, but this is okay. Really? And they're like, well, it just got out of hand because there wasn't enough security. I was like, here's an article that says they literally denied security before this and they knew what was what was going on. Oh, and if you don't believe it, watch the video and see that they actually were doing harm on purpose. And no one responded to me. I was like, yeah, because you guys a want to justify this. Died. A whole <laughs> cop died. Legend died. to <laughs> death with a fight. There are not many worse ways to go than bludgeon to way. death with a fire extinguisher. Yeah. It's just, it's so crazy how people want to lie to medieval. themselves. <laughs> it is. They want to lie to themselves to justify the fact that what Trump did or what these supporters did was right and that they were doing the American way and protecting their city. I'm like, for, who are you protecting from? Because you're hurting people like yourself. People who are saying this is, they're hurting you. You know, yeah. you don't even yeah. know it. You, you, Lindsey you Graham guys, is not safe. Lindsey Graham is not safe. You can't even fly on a plane anymore. If Lindsey Graham isn't safe, uh, I think we're all nobody's safe. safe. <laughs> nobody's safe. Nobody's safe. Yeah. Nobody is right. safe. And I'm like, yeah. y'all are allowing this. You cannot blame us at all. We didn't do nothing. Yeah. Y'all did this, and now you're going to make everyone pay. Yeah, it's for now the time to like reel in your cousins. Right. This is this is this is their time. We yeah. had our time all last summer. It's yeah. your time to do what's right because I'm tired. Yeah. I'm going to go to bed. You know. Yeah. Uh, well said, Cat. <laughs> um, again, I want to I want to thank you guys for coming in to have this conversation. There's so much to discuss and unpack. It's almost maddening to start the conversation, just you know, for the sake of sanity. I think we're all trying to keep some of this information at bay. So thank you for diving into all of it, helping thank to uh, educate our listeners and inform our listeners. Uh, I, I want to thank both of you and let you know that I hope that you'll be back for a conversation perhaps in a few weeks once we have maybe a new president and maybe a new set of troubles. Maybe. I don't Hopefully know. Hopefully no more current now, events. Now that I learned about, you know, camouflage Harris, you know, who knows what... <laughs> That is insane, by the way. Thank I you, Travis, I remember his name, that. but he's from Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, Kevin my Flash goodness. He's going to be oh, president. My yeah, so we will, hopefully, we will be having a very different conversation, and who knows what those new challenges might look like. It could be an impeachment conversation, for all we know. Uh, everything is developing in real time. Yes, Eming, I like that response. Yeah. I like that response, when. too. Yeah. Yeah. When. Yeah. But when, though? Nice. Now, <laughs> next week. By Wednesday, 11.59 <laughs> a.m. right before Biden says, I'm president. Now we're going to yeah. impeach him. I'm going to be like, it's yeah. too late now. Like, yes. Yeah, clock is ticking, as you say, Kat. Uh, so yes, thanks to you, Kat, for coming over from Geek Forest. You are always welcome here. It's a pleasure to have you. I'm glad you asked to come on. I'm glad you were able to help inform us all. Um, Travis, it is always a pleasure to have you. We can't have conversations like this without you. So thank you for making the time of being here. Thank you very much. Thanks, as always, to our fearless leader, the person who keeps us on task and sounding good, Eming Piancai. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, that's, a, that's a light a little round of applause. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I do want to say that I prefer this to watching CNN. <laughs> oh, yes. well, thank you. Great. I guess that's a low bar, but you know what? I, it's a, I it's a, it's a, that it's a high praise these days. Yeah. Because right. <laughs> the oh, news well, news CNN is yeah. a strict mistress. Don't, don't like do CNN. If you like Zoom, CNN is like a fix. Oh, yeah. So I consider yeah. that high praise. Like I'll a, take it. Like we should tag, 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 tag on. It would be like margin call. Better than CNN. But yes. Preferable to CNN. Yeah, okay, yeah. sure. You get so many hits. Okay. <laughs> you know what? Mean by We're this? putting it. We're going to try it. That'll right. be our tagline. Uh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks to all three of you. Thanks, as always, to our listeners. Until next time, Quest On, everybody. This episode of Quest On Media's Margin Call was produced in Richmond, California.